This is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast for visiting television, sci-fi, fantasy, and everything in between. This week, Winter Dragon. And it comes to pass in those days, as it had come before and would come again, that the dark lay heavy on the land and weighed down the hearts of men, and hope died. And men cried out to the Creator, saying, O light of the heavens, light of the world, let the promised one be born of the mountain, according to the prophecies, as he was in ages past, and will be in ages to come. Let the arm of the Lord of the Dawn shelter us from the dark, and the great sword of justice defend us. Let the dragon ride again on the winds of time. Welcome to Continuum Drag, the podcast that knows time isn't a circle, it's a wheel. I'm Luke, here with my co-host Jordan. What's real, Jordan? You know, I was thinking about this on the uh, the drive over, because uh, we haven't spoken to this. Yesterday, while driving to work, I'm driving on the highway, okay, and uh, my right passenger tire blew up. And oh I my say, god! When I say blew up. This is brand new news yeah, to me. It it's gone. There's no tire. So my car went out of control, and I'm trying to like it's fishtailing, and I'm trying not to smash into other people or into the guard. Oh, rail. that would explain the huge wound on your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I you know everything was okay. I was able to extreme driving it over into the side, and after waiting for a tow truck driver and getting a new car and hold this thing, I was thinking about after all this. And then I did like a long shift at work and I had to stay at a hotel because I was so far from home. All of that is better than this pilot. It's only 22 minutes long. That's yeah. pretty good. But but the, the time I spent was better spent on that than this pilot. No, well, fair enough. Yeah. You, you, a, a preview of things to come for Jordan. <laughs> but that's all we need to hear about with, at the tire. The tire's gone. The tire's gone? Oh, it blew up. It's gone. How's the car? Oh, it's it's at the dealership. It's done. <laughs> it's also done. Yeah. Well, the, I was driving on like squeaking around on the rim for a while. So, <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear about your car and your tire. <laughs> uh, what a what a fun day for you yesterday. Yeah, it was fun. Um, well, Jordan, this week we're doing a TV a pilot, not a TV movie. It's a pilot, yeah, and we're pro- doing it for one reason alone, Jordan. And do you know what that reason is? Because it's short. Because I love synergy. Oh, you love Synergy. I love Synergy. Oh, I didn't know you loved Synergy. I love it. And two weeks ago at the release of this podcast, Jordan, the Wheel of Time Amazon series has Uh, premiered. So we're a little late, but nonetheless, it's all to tie back to that. Do you think a few poor fools will click on this and start listening, thinking we're going to be talking about the what I'm assuming good version of this is, and then they'll be irritated. They'll send us an angry email. Uh, I mean, it's called Winter Dragon, so they'd have to get pretty confused. <laughs> right. Well, isn't there a, a subtitle for this? Isn't it Winter Dragon colon Wheel of Time? Or uh, no? I don't think so. Not on the start of the sh- of the okay. pilot anyway that I saw. Um, at any rate, we're, we're doing it. This was actually brought to my attention by, uh, of course, uh, Twitter user at Chupik. Oh, man. It, he's, is he the worst person? He's what do you wor- mean? He's, he's the worst. Great. He's, he sent us this. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he sent us this to, uh, with the caveat that it was good. I think he sent <laughs> okay, this okay. with a caveat. I thought he like, was doing it with like a, 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 a mischievous kind of wink and smile at us of, of you know, enjoy this, jerks. No, no. We'll, we'll get into, uh, to, into it in a second to the background of this. But he was just like, you should watch this because the background of it is real weird. Mm, oh, I did read a little bit of it. You might have to explain it to me because I think... Before we get into it, Jordan, I just want to ask you, because obviously this is based on the Wheel of Time mm-hmm. series of books... Very popular series of books. I know nothing about it. I know that I have a few like 
people in my extended family who are big fans. Is that right? But I don't know anything about it. I know Robert Jordan as a name. I know he's a big fantasy uh, writer. And I know he's a popular author, but I don't. I've never read these books. Yeah, I, I don't. I know nothing about them. So I was going in very blind on these. So we're on the same page. You least. told me earlier. You said I didn't read these because I'm an adult. Remember you said that to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was busy reading Star Trek novels. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it, I mean, one thing is true. I don't think fantasy is my genre, so this was an interesting journey yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how about I tell you a little bit about the sordid history of this pilot? Because I'm sure, as you noticed, it's only 22 minutes long. Yeah. Is essentially a short film or a proof of concept piece, it feels like. You're right. That's more what this feels like. That's a good way to explain it. It almost feels like an in-house pitch piece to convince someone to get funding yeah yeah and if it weren't for the massive fx logo that keeps up popping up on the youtube <laughs> video we watched you would have probably thought that going all the way yeah. through um, but no what this is is that the uh, the production company who made it had purchased or at least optioned the rights i believe is probably a clearer term to uh the book series in 2004 mm -hmm. fast forward 11 years it's 2015 those those that option it's about to expire that's right so and you know this is this is something you know i think very famous is it roger corman's fantastic four right that's one of the famous ones where they just had to make a movie really quick and so you ended up with this like two dollar looking fantastic four movie that's a, it's a very similar thing that's happening here well it was one of my favorite parts of this is on the imdb I didn't even realize you could put tags on movies, but you can like tag like oh, right? keywords. And one of the tags in this was uh, made because the option was about to expire. So I clicked <laughs> on that and there was like 17 other movies. Right. But so, yes, they're coming around. It's 2015. It's about to expire. So the production company was just like, all right, we got to make a play to keep these rights. We got to do something. So they essentially shot this 22 minute pilot and then literally bought infomercial airtime on FX after midnight to screen it in as right. the premiere of their pilot. Uh, you know, this is, uh, we can cut this out, but I think we talked about this off the air one time. There's a similar thing that Warren Beatty, who owns the rights to Dick Tracy. Mm, uh, that his, was on that IMDb list. Yeah, so his, his rights were running out on the 1991 movie that he had made. So he, as a way to keep the rights, dressed up as Dick Tracy. And I think, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, I think he was interviewed by Larry King, as Dick Tracy, as a something that aired on TV, so then it extended his rights. And it's like one of those where I didn't quite understand why Warren Beatty was so obsessed with someone else. He didn't want anyone else making a Dick Tracy He didn't property, want to lose but, those rights. But anyways, uh, he just it's something sees, similar. He see, for him, I think it's a passion thing. For these guys, I think, and not wrongly so, we're like, this is a huge property. We just need to hold on to this until like someone wants to make it. Right, right. And obviously Amazon did. Because I, what basically happened is they went out, they shot this, they got it all together, and basically got it onto FX three days before the rights reverted. Right. And of course, as we all know now, I think about a year went by, so there was still some squabbling about the rights, but inevitably in like a year later, 2016, ended up back in the uh, estate's hands, very shortly in Amazon's hands. Do you remember when we were watching Auto Man? There was an episode of Auto Man late in the series where he was an actor in a movie and they had to get the movie done in three days. Very much the Do you case think that's what, that was the, the backstory of that? They had they had the rights that were going to go away I, on this, the property? I managed to dig a peek around at a few things and it did seem like this was probably shot in a 12 to 16 hour day and I believe post also happened in a day. <laughs> Can I mention something about the director? Did you hear about the director? I did see this. It's actually very sad. It is Very sad. tragic. And it's part of how I learned some of this stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll mention it really quick. It's directed by a game named, a guy named James Seda. Seda, maybe? I don't Sada? know. Like that. Anyways, he goes by Seda. S-E-D-A is how it's uh, uh, written. So, I don't think he's like, 
he was a director. He seemed like he had done a few other things. Like I think he was maybe he had a bunch of shorts to his name. I think he just yeah. got out of film school. Basically. So, anyways, uh, the the sad thing is this guy clearly directed this one day thing, and then literally the next day was in a car accident and died. Well, it's only it's worse than that because it's uh, I don't know if we should keep all of this in, but I'll say it anyway because I was looking into it too, mm. and I did see the 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 director had died shortly after the creation of it, and like all of his social media accounts are still up. And so literally his last post on social media are like, just finished the shoot. Then we did post, did post in a day. I've never had to work so hard in my life. Right. And those are the last posts from 2011. It's so sad. Yeah, that is and sad. And like, it's just like. It makes me feel forever. bad that I'm going to crap all over this. But, you know, I mean, you, you never want someone to die over I mean, any, it, any, any piece of yeah, art, yeah. let alone a not very good one. Uh, I mean, it is very sad. I mean, it was, I read it too. And I was just like, what a rough, yeah. what a rough footnote to this concept anyway. But that all said, now that we've dug up all that, sadness, well, I mean, it, it's it's part of it's part of the part of the journey, part of the story, yeah, part of the journey. Um, here is the IMDb summary for Winter Dragon: A madman searches for his family and is forced to confront a dark truth by a mysterious stranger. I mean, that's as good as it's going to get. I mean, that's this is this is um, in some ways could have just been filmed like on a stage. It, it's very much like a play. It's a yeah. two-hander. Yeah. And it, you know it begins with a with a long Lord of the Rings style monologue, all done over mm-hmm. top of a big CG wagon wheel that's all spinning about. Yeah. And did, you, did you follow all this stuff? I mean, it was a lot. I I had to go back and like make some notes on it. But essentially, what it is is someone's giving you what I think is an explainer to what the wheel of time is. And from my understanding, what it's saying is that everything in the world of this fantasy world is basically on a loop. But mm-hmm. the loop is a very long loop. So by the time like the loop comes back around, like time circles back to where it started. It's been so long. It's been millennia since then. And essentially any, any like record of that time or like legends have all just faded from memory. So basically I guess it's the idea that like, as opposed to time being a flat line and eventually you forget what happened mm-hmm. in the past. This time is like, you're always going to have to repeat the same cycle. Right. As perhaps even the same people from as far as I can tell, yeah, but by the time it, it gets back like around, this. you maybe don't remember you've done it. Right. And I think they imply, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, that, there had been at least rather recently there had been a war and things had sort of worked out where they they felt like they had defeated whoever the, the big, bad, guy big bad guy is I believe. but they're like they're like but maybe we didn't uh I th- well that comes up in the course of it i i i wish i i have his i have the name of the evil the evil god or like mm-hmm. entity somewhere but i'll we'll get to it i can't find it in my notes off the top of my head Anyway, as the actual like pilot begins, there's there's a man dressed in a very contemporary suit. Mm-hmm. It's a nice looking suit, but yep. I, I honestly I didn't mind this costume choice because it like I thought this was gonna be very like like Game of Thrones fantasy, but it was just a guy in a nice suit. And I'm like, oh okay. I think it was a little bit more. They, it like, was a little bit it, fancier. They gave it some tweaks, but it wasn't like it wasn't like old timey nightgown or something. Right. Yeah. It wasn't uh, like a uh, a representation of like the the Middle Ages or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his, uh, his name is Luz Theron, I believe, is how you would pronounce it. Mm-hmm. AKA the titular dragon. The dragon. Yeah, yeah. If I was main, my name was Luz, I just go call me Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's whenever it's like everyone calls you Dragon, right? It's like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's running around this big old mansion of his. Uh, maybe it's a castle. Maybe it's a mansion. It's really the only set we'll see of this. Yeah, it sort of looks somewhat between a sort of fancy old English estate mixed with a museum. And there's like, he's maybe playing hide and seek with his family, but we all clearly know he's gone mad. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. It's like, it starts off and I didn't, I went into this blind, so I didn't know, uh, I knew how long it was going to be, but I didn't know 
that it was going to be what it ended up being, which is a, a very self-contained sort of yeah, yeah, a little two act, two hander. Yeah. Um, and they spent so much time on this hide and go seek. I remember thinking, there's gonna be no time for anything, guys. Like, because <laughs> it, it takes like I would say twenty five percent, thirty percent of of this twenty two minutes is him going. What's his wife's? Is uh, Ileana? He's like Ileana. Where are you? Oh, there you are. Then he runs. He's like Ileana, and then he's like, "Oh, it's my other kid, Zuzu, and some of my kids, Gigi." And then he's chasing them, and he's like, "Ileana, where are you?" And he just keeps running around. He's gotta find that silly wife. <laughs> and it's just that happens over and over. And it's like, then he's like, oh, "Where do they go?" Oh no, oh no, there they are. And then he runs around, <laughs> and that goes on for several minutes at a time. Um, he's of course interrupted uh, when Billy Zane drops by. <laughs> the, you know what is it about Billy Zane? Now let me ask you something. I'm sorry, Billy. Is Billy Zane a really bad actor? I loved him in this. I was having a great yeah, like, time. He was ha- he's, he's having a great scenery. time. He's like, having a great time. That's what I mean. I can't tell if Billy Zane's not a very good actor or he just knows what he does. And he's like, look, I come in, I Billy Zane this for a little while, and I walk away. Like, I got very prominent eyebrows, everyone. That's my thing. I mean, here's the thing. I think there was a hot second where Billy Zane looked like he was going to be a Brad Pitt-style like yes. star. Yeah. That didn't work out for him, and then he ended up just like running the schlock arena. And it feels to me, watching him in this... He just seemed to have, he like he knew what he was there for. Yeah, he did. And he was just like, I'm gonna have fun. And it, honestly, he was the most fun part of this. It's like Billy Zane's having a great time. I agree because uh, the other guy, and I don't, I wasn't familiar with the actor Max Ryan who I'm plays sure Dragon. He was just sort of like, I mean, he had the, maybe fine. the harder part because he has to like kind of play it both ways. Like he's kind of he maybe stuck in time. Man, yeah. But Billy Zane, yeah, is a lot of like uh, cloak and dagger, uh, wink to the audience sort of thing. And he seems like he's he's enjoying. He's, doing, it. He, he's playing a character named. Ishmael uh, is all dressed up in a big old dirty robe, more more Game of Thrones style. His clothes yeah. aren't as contemporary. I, I do feel like the robe really was the choice because you didn't have to give him a costume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a safe bet. Like he just yeah. looks like he walked out of a cave, and you're like, right, it's medieval. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Billy Zane obviously can clearly see this Luz character is completely insane. I believe it's somebody's like, you got that taint. I think it was the taint, or was it the taint? I don't know. I didn't catch what he I said. I couldn't quite understand, but I, I think it was the taint. He- well, yeah. So w- what you're alluding to is this guy is chasing his family, and it's shot in a style where it's like a it, uh, uh, it's a steady cam kind of floating around him. So it has this ethereal sort of dreamlike feeling. You know, so you, going in something. Yeah, wrong. like it's one of those. You know, as a viewer, you're savvy enough now that like that type of camera means kind of dreamlike escape mm-hmm. is happening. So he's chasing. You're like, he seems like he's maybe existing in a couple planes, and it's all very. Again, ethereal. So I think that's the you know right off the bat, his, something's his, wrong. His family's not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Billy Zane's kind of there, and he's like, kind of like trying to be like, hey, uh, try to remember. Can you do me a favor? Try to remember. And of course, that loser's like, eh, or do you want to hear the singing? The singing's coming soon. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, the the reason he wants to find his uh, wife and kids so bad after hide and go seek is so they can go see singing. Yeah, the singing's coming. Yeah, he's, they never explained what that was. I, like, I was very curious myself. So by the end, you're never going to know what it is. Well, who is going to sing? Yeah. Madonna, probably. Oh, I think so. <laughs> anyway, could be. Um, <laughs> uh, Billy Zane's badgering though does at some point cause him to look in a mirror, at which point he like has this brief flash of lucidity where we now see he's in a filthy old mansion mm. and he's got a big old beard. And he's a real ragged looking old man. This yeah, lose. I-, I didn't think you know. Obviously, give it a little bit of forgiveness because clearly this is something they shot in a day, maybe two. What did you say? It was like one day. I think it might even be a day. Yeah. So like. You know, they have this sort of thing like the doll he had been holding from his daughter is now a little bit more raggedy. And what they've done, they didn't really redress it. They just, everything was bright before just and everything's dark. Yeah. yeah, that's basically what it is. They're like, oh, this is the real world. But are we, you know, neither of us read the books. Are we supposed to believe that 
he's just puttering around in an actual physical castle by himself, or this is like no. an actual realm of his imagination. No, I, I, I think you're supposed to think he is like lost his mind and for an unknown period of time has just been wandering around this house like a madman. Right. Okay. Anyway, Billy Zane is there and wants to get him back to sanity. What for a reason I was surprised by because he's he very quickly reveals like, hey, we're enemies, we're rivals. I came here because uh, you humiliated me in the past, yeah. and things are turning turning to my side. Uh, I believe he's saying his god. Oh, here it is, Shaitan. It's he's on the upswing. Shaitan, my, my god's coming up. Shaitan, Shaitan, Shaitan. Uh, and uh, I've come here because <laughs> you're insane, and I want you to know that I'm going to wipe the floor with you in yeah. our next encounter that was a very i felt uh sort of wrestling call out sort of moment like it was just it's so up like like you y- you don't understand you've lost your memory but i want you to gain your memory yeah, yeah, just yeah. so i can defeat you i loved it i was just yeah. like yeah this is good villainy <laughs> this is good villainy it's just like yeah. i need you to remember so you better get your memory yeah. back and i think he says doesn't he say like he maybe doesn't even remember how long their history he knows that they fought countless times like maybe over ten thousand years he knows that this is just what they do. Well, this is what's interesting. Is I think it happens a little later, but what it is is as his memory comes back, he's just like, we fought for 10 years. Like, that's what Luz tells him. He's like, we fought for 10 years. And um, uh, Billy Zane, whatever his character, Billy Zane's just like... Ishmael. Ishmael. Or Ishmael? It's Ishmael, maybe. Yeah, Ishmael. Yeah. All the fans are screaming. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> what, was, what was the thing when we pronounced something wrong? Dune. Oh, it was Dune. They I got still really hear angry. about it. <laughs> um, but at any rate... I think at some point he does say like, oh, uh, you know, Luz is like, we fought like for 10 years, like, and you still bother me. And and, and I think what it is we're supposed to think is Billy Zane realizes like, dude, we've been fighting for tens of thousands of years. We're on this stupid wheel. Don't you remember? Yeah, right. He's like, no, no matter what we do, this is kind of our thing. The wheel's going to turn around. We're going to have to fight no matter what. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. this time I'm going to beat you. This up. time I really want to rub it in your face. Mm-hmm. Um but Lewis, of course, very quickly retreats back to his weird fantasy madness. So we go back to this floaty thing where he's got his night suit on, his family's alive, and we get to watch his wife and kids play chess the traditional way. Yeah, like all around the board? Uh, no, with a pair of dice. I don't remember. I watched it. I literally watched it this morning. I told you you wouldn't remember. <laughs> Full disclosure, this is the first podcast I'm doing without my notes because I have had some computer issues, but uh, I I can't remember that. (laughs) Well, I was assured he remembered it perfectly. (laughs) Anyways, I do remember now. Yes, they were rolling dice. They're all rolling dice. Maybe that's how they play it. Well, it's a traditional way of playing chess. You roll dice and then you move your pieces around the board. I was laughing so hard. how many times you get to move. I was laughing so hard. But you know what, though? In his little fantasy world, we led to believe that he is just playing chess and chasing them around like it's that, like he's sort of just repeating this sort of thing. Or do you think he's actually living out a life? I think it could be possible because at some point when we do see him come back to like the reality of the situation, it looks like what he's done is he's set up all their like toy dolls. And the toy dolls are now around the chessboard. And I think maybe he's just like, those are now filling in for like the place of his family. Right, right. I get, we don't get into a lot of detail on his mental health. But. By the way, I'm just going to say, you and I talking about this, for anyone listening, this sounds way better than the actual product is. <laughs> At any rate, this is when uh, Billy Zane decides to take this man's mental health into his own hands, yes, that's grabs right. his head, and does some sort of spell on his brain? Yeah. I mean, I think they probably could have used some sort of special effects They they wipe, they wipe his eyes. Yeah, his, his eyes, eyes go white. That's go true. White. And uh, I mean, I think they had very little budget, but they spin the camera, they, the steady cam around him, and... Yeah. And Billy Zane like gives a great monologue about remembering something or another, mm-hmm. um, and of course this finally leads him to remember 
he realizes he's standing over the corpses of his family. But they're 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 attractive corpses. It's oh, not yeah. like they're rotted. They are just like they fell asleep. And I'm not even sure if they're really there or if this is just him remembering when they died. And of course, what my favorite part though is that once he kind of remembers that his family is dead, he uh Billy Zane's just like, Hey, listen, what if you join me and Shaitan? Shaitan can bring your wife back and uh Yeah, that's that's basically his uh the his big selling point. Yeah, it's like look we always fight. That's our thing. But maybe if we don't, you yeah, join maybe me. Join Shaitan. Yeah, let's let's yeah join Shaitan. Let's not waste the time. And uh, and as a bonus, I'm gonna give you your wife. wife back. Yeah. Of course, Luz is pissed though, and he's like basically starts blaming Billy Zane for like killing his whole family. And my favorite part is Billy Zane's just like, "Whoa, whoa, dude! I didn't kill your family. What are you talking about?" And then immediately we have a flashback. It's Luz. He's blasting lightning out of his body, mm-hmm. like just so much lightning. His entire family is in dead in front of him. We cut back to him having this realization that he killed his own family. Yeah. And his first thought, his first words are essentially to deny it was him. I believe he says, my eyes were blinded and my mind was poisoned. No further questions about how my family died. <laughs> I'm going to remember to use that. I thought it was a great, I, I laughed so hard. I'm just like, I'm like, wait a way to shift the blame. Not my fault. I swear to what, God. What was it? He said again, my eyes were blinded and what? My eyes were blinded and my mind was poisoned. <laughs> Yeah, I'm using that. And uh, this is kind of where we kind of get the most explanation for what's happening in the world. Is Billy Zane explains that apparently Luz, a.k.a. the dragon, a.k.a. the winter dragon. Yeah. He he and his, I guess, he's got like a posse of nobles or people or whatever. Like, there's a group of them. They all, like, either worship or practice something called the one power. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently what they what had happened is they had all, you know, banded together as you would, as you get your boys together. And they were, they were like, they launched an attack on Shaitan. They went out. They were like, we're going to get this yep. Shaitan. We're going to take him down. So we do on this wheel of time. However, this time when they tried it, I, I, I don't think it went very well. And uh, Shaitan. Well, Shaitan. Shaitan counterattacked. Yeah. Attacked. And he tainted the one power. So essentially now all these all these bros who use the one power, anytime they try to use this like crazy lightning bolt in them, it's it's corrupted, so they just like go insane and kill everyone around them. And uh, I believe I believe at some point Billy Zane's like, yeah, yeah, you killed your whole family, went insane, and like all your boys are out there in the world, they're just wrecking havoc right now. They've all like hundreds of you have lost your minds, and you're all just destroying the world currently. Great work. Yeah, good job. That's why I'm always Team Shaitan. Don't take on Shaitan. No. Don't come to Shaitan if you can't take Shaitan. That's exactly right. <laughs> and once again, Billy Zane's just like, hey, listen, I will fix your brain. We'll get your wife back. All you got to do is bow down to Shaitan. Give it to me. Give me mm-hmm. your failure. Mm-hmm. I want to see you're defeated. Like, yeah. let's do this. Let's do yeah. this. And I, uh, one of my, also another part of the movie I really love is uh, Luz then just like bends over, picks up a like mall sword. Yeah, it's it's the most jaggedy sword I've seen in a long time. It's like, it's got like 16 yeah, yeah, edges yeah. on it. You'd buy it at a strip mall for like 200 bucks. <laughs> That's right. It does look like something. It's a place you'd buy knives and uh, dragons and crystals. It's at that kind of store. Yeah, yeah. Luz picks up this sword, looks at Billy Zane and says, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go kill myself now. <laughs> Goodbye. I know. Although, I know it's like, I don't know why. I was like, that's a very aggressive way of doing this. You don't even, you don't have a nicer knife. You have to get the one that's going to. Just the first one he saw. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, there's this horribly jagged one on the ground. That's what I'm using. I'm like, just jump off those stairs. I know. He just walks up the stairs to, I guess, stab himself from mm-hmm. the throat. And it, it basically closes on a very annoyed looking Billy Zane, like pulling up his hood and leaving. Like, oh, I didn't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Time for another turn of the wheel. Yeah. And you think. Man, where's this gonna go? I wish there was more episodes. Well, uh, we get a little more. That's true. That's true. There's a the there's narrator a pops on. Yeah, that's right. At the end, to just to fill us in on what <laughs> on what's happened now, uh, and basically explains that like essentially the world's a mess, 
everything's getting destroyed all because the dragon really boned it up this time. Mm-hmm. The dragon really messed up this turn of the wheel, you guys. Yeah. Um, but not so worry, because that old wheel of ours, it keeps on spinning. keeps on turning, Jordan, that mm-hmm. old wheel. Yep. And uh, one day, there's going to be a new savior who comes around, fixes this all up. And that savior, it's going to be the dragon. I was just like, man, you guys, uh, time to give someone else a shot at the wheel, man. This yeah. dragon's not pulling it off. It, well, it was. it's a weird choice. I'm assuming this is some sort of... Um precursor to the books or the very beginning part of the book i can explain this to you apparently this truly is the prologue chapter of right. the first book so this is like some sort of prologue because that's beginning what this of feels the like right it feels like okay now that you have all this set up now we're gonna watch his growth or his adventure as he goes I, through yeah he learns his powers or whatever my assumption is then we jump like 500,000 years later and it's the beginning of the cycle again and right. he doesn't remember anything that's happened and he's getting another kick at the can basically it would be my assumption of how this story would actually start I don't think he should get another kick at the can though. well I was also just like I'm like if you've ba- if you've battled old Billy Zane for 10,000 years and like neither it's always been like this kind of stalemate it's time for somebody else to get him a shot yeah maybe dragon maybe take a take a take a take a maybe knee, give Ileana a shot yeah, exactly what's Ileana up to she's just sleeping on the floor rolling that dice playing that chess <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah she's rolling chess um, but that's it. Like twenty-two minutes, it's over in a flash. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're like, huh? That was something. It was. I mean, I didn't like this. It's not good, but it was really short. It was succinct, and I think they did. I think they did what they wanted to. I mean, I think they accomplished that. I will say, going in not knowing anything about these stories of this franchise, I was just like, oh, I'm. I was like way more interested in this concept of like a time loop. Like I like you know I like time loops. I like time travel things, but a time loop on a massive scale. I was like mm. that's kind of interesting. Like I, my assumption is from what I'm hearing is just like it's not the same every time. Like there there's always like like there's the same people are involved, but it doesn't always play out the same way. So I'm like that's kind of interesting. I guess I don't know how that would play in a longer series. But that's kind of cool. And I quite honestly I was just like I was there for Billy Zane. He was uh he was ripping it up big uh big time. I was mm-hmm. like look at where Billy Zane go. He's having a fun time. But it doesn't sound like at least the very little bit of research I did. Uh, it doesn't sound like the fans were too happy with this, or it doesn't sound like Robert Jordan was very happy with this. Well, I believe he's dead. Robert Jordan's dead. I believe so. I believe his. I thought estate. he had. Oh, but maybe he was alive when this came out. I thought he he there was comments of him not enjoying this. No, it might have been his wife. Maybe it was his he, wife. I believe his wife runs the. I could be wrong, but I, my understanding from what I read was that she takes care of the estate mm, now. You're probably right. And obviously, because she was like three days away from getting the rights back, and then like she gets a call and is like, "Hey, did you watch FX at midnight last night?" <laughs> Yeah, and then she's like, oh, "I'm gonna have to get my lawyers involved, aren't I?" I think there's, I think there's a lot of bad blood with the fans because obviously, these producers clearly crossed crossed the Jordan estate right, right. in a way that was like not not well liked. So I think mm. there is a lot of bad blood as a result. Right, fair enough. Um, I don't. Any final thoughts, or do you just want to rate this bad boy? I think we just rate it. Did hey, did we ever see Billy Zane's hair in this? No, he's not. He's on that hood. He never did pull that, that hood. That hood? Down. Yeah. What, that, what are you that, hoping? Bald? Yeah, I was just I was just trying to remember if he was bald or if he had a, a two big bond. long hair. Yeah, big long hair. <laughs> just well, like he's he's one of those guys on top, who went bald, I think, pretty quick, and he's he's always a toupee. No, he's a toupee kind of guy. I like it. I like. I, you know, what? I've come on board to the idea of toupees. I'm getting yeah. involved. I I think there's something to it. I think if you switch them out, though, you got to have a lot of kinds of hair. Because mm. if you're gonna if you're gonna wear a toupee, why just why? I for do one? think at the end of the movie he should have pulled back. His hood, and he had a big long green ponytail or something. No, oh, that'd be great. And I'd be 100%. like, oh, just like in the books. I don't know anything about the books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he's got funny ears or something, you know? So oh, I'm maybe. like, oh, oh, yeah, that's that a big reveal. That's a uh, that's classic. Uh, uh, Ishmael. Uh, Ishmael with his pointy ears and green ponytail. As far as you know, uh, just there's some like real fan of this, just just furious right now. I mean, 
I imagine that uh, many people are just like, I hate you for doing this. Why yeah. are you doing this? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, anyways, well, let's rate it then. Jordan, what do you want to give Winter Dragon? Um, I mean, here's what's difficult about it. I know what this is and I know why they made it, but I don't know if that excuses the actual quality we're seeing. Do you think it does? I don't know. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, because here's the thing. It's like, as a pilot on TV, as something like, yeah, th- this, I, this is this fails miserably. But as what they were just trying to do, I'm like, I get it. You guys are just trying to keep a thing. So it's just like a funny little Yeah, it's weird. Th- certainly, this is not what you'd ever expect a pilot to be. Like, it's, it's a two-person play that you're yeah. seeing played out before you. So it's like, does not fit the concept of a pilot by any means. Yeah. I already know. I already know you like this way more than do I do. Do you want me to go first then? I, I'll, no, I'm going to give a one out of ten. One out of ten. I'm giving it a seven. <laughs> I, listen. I just I just thought it was so dumb. It was just so dumb. I thought it was a fun little short film, and I was just like, you know what? But it wasn't a short film. It was. But it wasn't. But that's all it ended up being. Yes. I, that, what I'm saying is I think maybe that's our difference. This wasn't a short film. This was a... I watched it. This was a proof of concept that should never have aired. I will say this. I watched it, and it's for the first time. I'm like, I might watch that Amazon show. I had (laughs) no interest in that Amazon show before, because I actually was just like, I was teased enough by the world to be like, "Eh, I'd I'd learn a little bit more. Isn't it funny? We had different reactions. I saw that and thought, I will never watch that Amazon show. I, something about the time loop thing. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And uh, you know what? I thought Billy Zane was great. I was like, yeah. is he in the new show? No, no way. Not. There's no way. <laughs> Amazon's not paying for Billy Zane. <laughs> but I was just like, I see more Billy Zane. And listen, I'll admit, the beginning is way too long yeah. with all the running around for sure. But we just came off of Outcasts. That's true. Yeah, I I understand. Outcast was so slow so and so long and boring. I might, I might be slightly on tilt because of that. I think your seven's valid. But I was like, 22 minutes, yes, this has the same problem, all talk, no show, but I was also like, at least the talk explained things to me. That's true. That's a, that's a good point. I just thought, like, I'm like, guys, this is like a high school play. Yeah, I loved it. It's a high school play. This is a high school play if you somehow got Billy Zane. And by saying that, I'm like, I think you probably could get Billy Zane for And I would go play. watch that high school play, <laughs> for sure. Like, Fiddle on the Roof, who's starring Billy Zane. Oh. Tell me you wouldn't go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably would. But I think this would also be better live, you know. Oh, this would have been great live. Yeah. I would have, I would have gone live. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's enough about winter. Winter is that Dragon. our shortest one ever? Uh, it's going to be up there. It's going to be one of the yeah, shortest yeah, things yeah. records we've ever had. So, listener, it's a short commute. What for a anyone. nice, what a nice treat for you. You yeah. don't have to listen to very long. <laughs> uh, at any rate, if you have any thoughts on anything, of course, I always email us at continuedragonjournal.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, don't don't email us because we don't know Thetan or Zizu or whatever. Don't email me about that. We don't care. Uh, so, yeah, send all your angry emails. I'll forward <laughs> them directly to Jordan. Um, and of course, on Instagram and Twitter. I pulled I pulled seven little clips out of this. It's obviously not a lot to go from because it's mostly two guys talking. But there's seven little clips I got out of it. Oh, good for you. Um, so I'm happy with that. Uh, can I guess? White eyes, electricity. Yes. yes. Uh uh, right. Uh, chess, chess. Yeah, with, of course. With chess, dice? chess with dice. Yes, of course. Uh, I don't know. Four others. I believe. I, I believe. I pulled one. Where it's like, oh, do you want to hear the singing? Oh, <laughs> You've yeah, got to hear yeah, the singing. Yeah, right. 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 <laughs> There's a couple. Of, I don't remember them either anymore. I love how they tease that. I think I probably actually did uh, one model, one of each monologue. Right. <laughs> Listen, there's not a lot to pull from. Fair enough. Uh, you can find that on Instagram and Twitter at continuedrag dot uh, dot dot twitter dot net uh, is where you get those <laughs> every time. And that wraps it up. So, uh, listener, thank you for joining us. And, Jordan, I will see you next week. And what was the bad guy's name again? Ishamal. No, no, the bad guy. Thetan? 
Oh, uh, Satan. Oh, Satan. You know, like Satan, but like oh, fantasy based. Yeah. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. Bye. Bye. Continuum Drag is recorded in Toronto, Ontario. Theme music by James Rex Seedler, produced by Jordan Dulloch and Luke Black. Special thanks to Aaron Hughes.